and welcome back to another episode of Takeaways Podcast. Sorry, Emma just showed me the traps <laughs> just as I pressed record, and so we're both absolutely losing it. It's a little, we're a little bit delirious today. It's very early. We are, we are. It's eleven thirty actually. Yeah, so early. So, so early. <laughs> and it's raining outside and I feel like I've got cabin fever, but God forbid I go outside for a walk in the rain. My sister actually just um, sent me a video of her walking her dog earlier in the rain. She was like, I've actually like come around to liking the rain a bit more. And I was like, I have not. Like, You can do that on your own, sis. <laughs> That's very British of her. Yeah, it is actually. My mum actually doesn't mind walking in the rain either. I feel like she's turning into my mum day by day. I actually don't mind it. I kind of like it. Put on your little raincoat, on your little slicker, your boots. Go for a trot. Oh, I hate it. I'm I'm a real fair weather outside sort of a gal. We were actually just, just discussing before I didn't hit record on which of us, <laughs> which of us could survive best on a farm. <laughs> and considering my hate for going outside in bad weather, probably wouldn't be me. <laughs> it wouldn't be you, but it also wouldn't be me. I would fight with my conservative farmer husband on a lot of points, as I think you can only imagine. Not that all farmers are conservative, but I feel like with my luck, I'd end up with one. I don't think you would, because you wouldn't like that. (laughs) Well, welcome, everyone. Sorry about the rough start. Shall we kick off with what did you have for dinner last night? You didn't do Emma from somewhere. Oh, yeah. How dare you? I forgot. You are Alex. How do do I usually start? I feel like I'm just so thrown today. Hi, I'm Alex. (laughs) <laughs> from Alex's kitchen story and I'm Emma yeah who are you I'm Emma from thank god it's Friday is it Friday oh my god it's Saturday <laughs> <laughs> I was like is she pretending it's a different day for a reason no no not today no it's actually Saturday do you know what I was thinking to get around this early morning drinking that I have to do? I need to just go back to Bailey's and coffee. Yeah, not that I used to do that. I do that on a night out, like before a night out, not not in the morning, pre work. Who wants some legal advice now? Anything to get through the day? Sorry, it's actually Saturday. It has been a really, really long week. It's been a short week for me. Oh, must be nice. I know, but it's because I was away. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you only had four days. I think it's because I got my period and I was just so, and I don't actually get grumpy and I had two full days of being like, I was messaging you like, I'm in the worst mood. I want to start fights with everyone. Like I'd be in the tube. It's like when you're in the airport and you're in a rush and you're like looking at people like, honestly, try me. (laughs) Like I want a fight and you almost start Cut in front of me right now. Cut in front of me. I dare you. I (laughs) fucking dare you. It's, It's not a good way to be and I don't get like that often. God, when you're in those moods, I'm just like, yeah, it is so hard. I think I've said this before, but it honestly amazes me how quickly your periods come round now that I don't have one. You say that? Because <laughs> me and our other friend are, are synced up to the day and you're always like, oh my God, you've got your period again. I'm like, I it know. It feels like every fortnight. I'm the one with it. It feels like every fortnight to me too. The only benefit is your boobs get really big, but they're also really sore. That's not a benefit for me either. God forbid but it means I can't do a little jumpy trampoline class, which I couldn't do after my bike. Here's a fun fucking story for the pod. I went on a date the other night. I only had two drinks, so don't, I wasn't drunk driving. And I got one of those um, e-bikes and I was going around a corner and, okay, to be fair, I was also trying to button up my cardigan with one hand. <laughs> a f- real sexy date attire. I was wearing a cardi. It didn't go well. Not, it went well for him, but not for me. It's very boring. <laughs> 
He had a great time. No, it was a delight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sparkling personality and incredible banter. Obviously, he had the time of his life. But I was going around a corner and I hit like a bump in the tarmac. And then I was like, uh-oh. And then I was on the ground and I like so mashed my elbow. I was wearing a, a singlet top. I, I grazed my boob. I went skidding oh. along the ground. It's so sore. It's still there. It's all bruised. And then the bike fell on top of me and my ankle was like black. Oh, the ankle looks so sore. So sore. And then I got an Uber home, obviously. And then I rang my mum. I was really like, gosh, oh. it was so sore. I was like, mum, I fell off my bike. And she was like, okay, you're 31. No, she was very supportive. But it does it does give you quite a fright, like an adult body falling to hit the <laughs> ground. Like It's quite a lot of weight. It's a, excuse me? It's a lot of weight with these extra big tits this week. It's not like a kid is what I mean, though, that just nah, sort of like totally. is quite low and light and sort of just falls to the and ground. kids are limber. They bounce back. Yeah. It's a big, it was a big thudding fall. Earth shattering. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it would have registered on the, the Richter scale. But it could have been a lot worse, to be fair. Yeah, it actually could have. You're very lucky. I'm very lucky. Like, all I've got is, like, a few bruises and a Band-Aid. Did you tell the date what had happened? Obviously, I'm hugely attention-seeking. He was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why are you so obsessed with me? Damsel in distress. He <laughs> <laughs> was actually so nice. He was like, do you want me to check on you? I was like, no, I know these games. Stay back. No, nah, he, was, he was really nice. He'll never hear this either, so we can be candid. We're all friends here. Did you tell him about the pod on the date? Uh, no. No, I learned my lesson, remember? I, I want to talk about them, so I don't tell them about them. Yeah, quite a good idea. So was the date last night? No, you were out last night. No, I was out. Oh, I went to uh, one of my really good friends from home is here, so we went to Hoppers. Oh, yum. I still haven't tried it, I don't. It's been on my list for ages. It's it's meant to be absolutely amazing. The chef from work highly recommended it to me years ago. Do you know what? I've actually had a question of what do we do? What do you mean? For work. What does who do? What do we do? I should have saved this for the fan section. Oh, sorry. I'm with you. You're talking about a chef from work. So Alex is a product developer, correct? Well done, yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm a product developer for Sainsbury's, which for anyone that doesn't know is a supermarket retailer in the UK. Um, and I currently work in the frozen team, I guess you could call it, category team. And so I develop all of the own label frozen products for them. And they're all delicious. I'm a media lawyer, work for a TV company. That's about it. It's not very exciting, to be fair. Anyway, it is quite a cool job. Yeah, it's all right. It's law, which is the only problem. <laughs> Sunk eight years of my life into this thunderously boring <laughs> career anyway so we went to hoppers we got the dosa we got the chicken curry with the rice got a biryani it was so good and we got two cocktails and a bottle of wine and it was like 60 quid each so it was actually quite reasonable god that's good yeah the staff were kind of hurrying us along at the start they were like this is booked for so and so i was like it's 5 30 relax we like trying to have a long catch-up because she's only here for a week yeah but then they came and checked on us at like 7 45 and they were like you were meant to be out at 6.30, but we thought, you know, we'll leave you to it. And I was like, okay, that's nice. I'll allow that. You've redeemed yourselves. Quite funny that they that they had to let you know what good deed they'd done, but at least they did the good deed. They did the good deed, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was what I had for dinner. Nice. It does annoy me a little bit when places give you such a strict window to have your dinner. I feel like it's been a, a recent thing. Like, I don't remember it Yeah, from years I ago. I get you have to make money, but, like, I'm here spending my hard-earned pennies. Yeah, Cosy lives. Cosy lives. Like, I want to sit here and 
max chill. Yes, exactly. I don't feel like being rushed with you every two seconds asking me if I want dessert because my window is about to close. Exactly. And yes, we will have dessert. So what did you have for dinner? I made an orzo last night. It didn't go very well, actually. Oh. It's, um, I never posted the recipe because it was really bland, tasteless. I had run out of olive oil, so I was like using the dregs of the olive oil and I needed more. And I didn't realize I had run out of olive oil until I had run out while I was cooking. <laughs> so it was just it was just quite dry. It wasn't really working for me. And then my sister was also coming around to eat it with me. And so I was sort of trying to time it and film it for when she arrived, which meant it kind of got stodgy because I had to slow down because I went too quickly. Yeah, so the whole thing just didn't really work. So I'm going to give it another go because I did really like the recipe, but I just I think I can make it better before posting it. So I'm going to give it another go before I share it with everyone. But Sam came home after a few drinks. He'd been at the pub with some friends and he was quite drunk and he absolutely loved it. So oh, <laughs> at least so I was dugging it. You're too hard on yourself. Like I've said this no, before. No, honestly, I think it was because he was drunk because even my sister didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> God, you can trust family to put you in your place, yeah. eh? I put some mint in the in the sauce and and Sam was like asked me three times over the period of the night while he was tucking in and eating it if it was basil. I was like, It's mint. <laughs> I've told you it's mint. <laughs> he had a few schooners, did he? <laughs> He'd get another bowl and be like, Is this, is there basil in here? I was like, Oh my god. I'm going crazy. It was a fucking in a week. It's like we were another child already. Yeah. I was like, it's mad. <laughs> so yeah, I'll have another go at that um, and try and make it a bit better. It didn't photograph very well either. I feel like just the whole thing was a disaster. Um, but yeah. Who are you having over for dinner this week? I'm having a comedian. She's big on TikTok. I think she started on a reality show. I think she started on Bravo Summer House. But Hannah Burner, you might have seen her TikToks. No, no. Like, she's so, so funny. She's our age, which for anyone who doesn't know is 31. She interviews like comedians. She interviews people on the street. She asks them the funniest questions. It's B-E-R-N-E-R um, if you want to look her up. And she's just, she's from... New York, she's just really crack up. Great guest. And she's very like, she's very pro-women. Like she'll ask guys questions and they'll give really like, she'll challenge them in a really funny way if they're like hypocritical or being misogynistic and stuff. Like she's just, she's really cool and funny and um, I'm kind of obsessed with her. And so I'd have forever dinner and obviously because she's from New York, she'll be getting pizza. Yeah. That's all I know to give New Yorkers. <laughs> That's all they eat apparently. That's all they eat. Uh, what about yourself? I am going to have Maisie Williams this week off oh the back God. of our conversation. Um, off the back of me seeing her in the yes, club. You saw her the other night. She's tiny. Uh, is she? That doesn't surprise me. She looks tiny. Should have been up to my boobs. Should be 5'1 max. Actors mm. are often really small, aren't they? Maybe they look better on camera being many people. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to have her. And I thought... I, I did some Googling on what her favourite food was and the only thing that came up was that she's shared her favourite smoothie recipe that she has all the time. So I thought I'd have her for breakfast, go for a walk and I would make her her favourite smoothie and then she could also talk about what she spoke about in another podcast. Maybe I could secretly record her. No, I wouldn't do that. 
<laughs> she had came from quite an abusive childhood, but she's never told any of the actual stories because she wants to protect her siblings. So even though her interview on it is is like really fascinating, it leaves you with so many more questions than when you started. I really want to know more. I, I'm not sure if this is a PC thing to say, but I really, really want to know what happened to her. <laughs> like, I'm desperate to know. <laughs> I, when you first said that, when you were like, I was in the club, not with her, I was going to say I was in the club with her, I wish. We were dancing next to her for like hours, but left her alone because I get weird about celebrities and I don't want to approach them. And then afterwards, I'm like, it's very Christian of you. Right? Like when we met Oprah and I was like, I just saw Oprah texting you guys and you were like, oh my God, where is she? And I was like, leave her alone. She's on her holiday. What <laughs> the fuck, Emma? Get a crap. I know, she's she, a celebrity. She deserves to be chased down. <laughs> Which you did. You ran through the streets of Dubrovnik. I literally screamed, Oprah! And then you were like, these are my friends. And we were like catching up. She goes, hi, friends. <laughs> um, you made her get out of her little speedboat, get back onto the onto the dock and take a photo with us. It was worth it, though. I have no regrets. It was worth it. Huge claim to fame. She smelled so wealthy. Didn't she? Holy shit. I just remember bumping into her and was like, that woman is just decked out. She looked so, so like understated. She was wearing like a long, beautiful caftan. She just looked phenomenal. Yeah, the fabric was amazing. It looked like it had been sewn by blind nuns. Sewn by Madeleine lost in Paris. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, leave her alone. It's so cool. Now I'm like, I wish I just chatted to her. She was probably really sound. She's probably like, leave me the fuck alone, you weird hammered Kiwi. <laughs> In the glory of all places, like the funnest, seediest gay club. When you sent that TikTok through, I was like, oh my God, you're right. She alludes. I, she doesn't mean to. It was the first time she'd spoken about that. But she alludes to, honestly, fascinating events. I know. She talks about a, an evil cult at one point. Yeah. Or like she's fascinated by cults because of what he was like or whatever. She, yeah. That's the thing. She, I'm not sure if she was raised with culty behavior mm. or if some of the behaviors are similar to cults i don't i don't know anyway we don't know that's a problem maze so i thought i would have her over for a smoothie we'd go for a walk we'd have our smoothies on the go so she didn't feel so intense having to stare me in the eye and tell me yeah. about it love she that she can look ahead and you know i just feel like people open up more when you walk. so we'll head up yeah. to Clissold, do a loop <laughs> no nah, actually might be too many Clissold sucks too many Kiwis trying to drop in on my combo round or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go somewhere <laughs> underground. <laughs> Walk the abandoned tubes. Is that a thing? Yeah, you can do a tour. Pay and do a tour of the old oh, tube stations. Nah, that, no. There's no way you could convince me a train wasn't going to come out of nowhere and take you out. I know logically it won't, but you, <laughs> you, there's no way you'd get me down there because I'd be like, no, it'll be just my luck that a train will shoot through the first time in 60 years i think it like more like 100 i think it actually would be quite fascinating to do like i would quite like to do it but chances that i would pay for it and get myself there <laughs> are slim do you know what i mean like if i was walking past and they were like and i had like all this time to kill and i had a couple of pals and they were like look we've got three spare spots i'd probably do it you know <laughs> if all the stars and the moon and the yeah, sun aligned, yeah. I'd slip down into those into those tunnels. But how do you go with rats? Because you know there'd be a lot of those. Do you think? Yeah, they probably would, wouldn't they? Yeah. I um, love seeing the little mice on the train track, the tiny ones that are like the size of the a The little teaspoon. field mice are really cute, yeah, aren't they? Really cute. Mouse, so big cute. rats, not so much. I've actually only ever seen one rat in the tube. Ooh, I saw one on the overground, and when I tell you it was 
probably just under the length of my forearm, excluding the tail. <sighs> my housemate and I were like, oh, no, like this cat. little mouse. And we realized it was a baby rat and the mum came out. That was like a small cat. I have never felt, and it was like we could see it from our balcony, which means it was too close. We used to overlook oh. the, the overground in Dalston. Very glamorous, I know. Um, absolutely harrowing the size they get to like if you threw that at someone it would do serious damage like it had girth <laughs> i don't know why that's up by the tail yeah it's like it had real heft and girth and like weight oh they're so foul they're very clean animals and i do think they get a bad bad rap yeah they love um like bathing and stuff that's why sometimes they come up in the toilets um in like new york say because they love baths oh that's so clean <laughs> well it's water to them they love a little bath they get a bad rat. Sorry. They do not get a bad rat. They get a deserved rat. <laughs> deserved rat rat. <sighs> What's the name of the rat we're talking about this morning from Charlotte's Web? Oh, my God. What is his name? I know. It's going to kill me. Google. The guy who munches on the, the biscuit. Templeton. Templeton. Yes. And little Wilbur, that fat pig. Wilbur. So, yeah, I'm having Maisie. I'm getting her to spill the beans. I'm not. Actually, that's a terrible, terrible way to put her opening up about her, her trauma. traumatic childhood. She didn't ever spoke about it before. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> what are you watching or reading this week? Watching, finally, I finished first season of The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, about so to start good. season two. It's all good. Um, she, the main character kind of annoyed me on a rewatch, but I like it enough to keep going. I think she is quite annoying. There's something quite annoying about her. You still root for her, but she is irritating. You do. And maybe it's like the Bella or the... Anna from Fifty Shades effect of like a kind of annoying, very basic yeah. brunette girl that you can kind of imagine yourself as. Like that's, yeah, that's the whole true. point of these forgettable women. I think she's very immature as well, which she's obviously meant to be because she's young. I'm I'm quite getting over the whole like high school genre. Like I love it. I love the American high school thing, but now I'm kind of just like aging out. It feels really pedo to have a crush on the boys, even though I know they're 25 in real life. I'm like, no. That's so true. It's interesting that transition that you go through from feeling sorry for the teenager to siding with the parents. Oh my you god! Watching Gossip Girl or like um, the OC now, I'm like, oh my god, Seth, like clean your room. Like what? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> when did I become Kirsten? Yeah. Like oh my god, you are quite like her. <laughs> Don't. She's an alcoholic. <laughs> I'd rather be that than Julie Cooper, Ultimate Predator. Oh, she is revolting. Isn't she? She's a great who, character, though. Who would that make you? Which parent? Maybe the, maybe the really rich granddad. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, you're Cal. <laughs> oh, my God, you are. Except I don't have any money. <laughs> I just aspire to have his bank account. <laughs> oh, chestnut. Um, so, sorry, yeah, I've been watching that. I've been, I did try and start. I can't remember if we kept it in, but we talked about The Idol on here, the new show by the guy who made Euphoria, had a lot of backlash because it was meant to be this incredible like feminist show written by a woman about a girl who falls prey to Hollywood and then snaps out of it. And then The Weeknd took over. They put a male director in because The Weeknd didn't like the direction it was taking. And it basically became, as described by someone uh, working on the set, torture porn uh, yes. male, and like a male sex fantasy. Oh. Um, and became everything it's supposed to be parodying, which is a shame because it had so much potential and The weekend is so, so cringe in it. Anyway, I started watching it. First three minutes, they've got Lily Rose Depp 
doing a photo shoot wearing a hospital wristband as like an artistic statement and her manager who's a woman or one of her staff is like sorry a guy says to her I think it's really gross and crass that she's wearing a hospital wristband and the woman goes yeah but we're saying you know this woman would never fuck your average joe the only way she would have is if she was mentally unstable so it's actually an attractive thing for her to be crazy because guys will feel like she's attainable are you for real how disgusting is that of a message that was the first three minutes of the show and i was like i can't i can't do this and i turned it off but is it meant to be shocking and disgusting honestly all it the only thing it does is undermines women like it's the shittest show it's had terrible reviews it's not getting renewed for a second season it's it's a i'll put it this way it's a really hard watch i've tried to persevere there's only five episodes i've gotten to three and a half and i'm it kind of says something about a show if you get to episode three and a half and then you don't care enough to finish i'm not yeah finishing it. like you still don't care what i have i don't care it's really hard to watch and i've been streaming it illegally so it's had a massive marketing budget as well it's it's really bad that's such a shame it is it had so much potential i am almost pleased though that it's unwatchable yeah in some ways if it's going to be that storyline that it has come out crap right because like often you get those sorts of themes but it's still like a really addictive show yeah yeah and like the it's visually it's beautiful um obviously a lot of nudity from lily rose depp and this is the gross thing the director has i don't want nudity i don't want nudity the director his first day on set happened to be the first day she had a sex scene like yuck anyway so that's what i've been watching won't be finishing it i've been trying to be wholesome with my reading and challenge myself a bit and try and read like i've been trying to read dante's inferno and it is it's it's a poem from the 1300s so i was like this will be a really interesting what's that it's like a very long poem like an you know epic poem like it's a a poem a book length poem um and i was like this will be really interesting (laughs) (laughs) Christ, I don't even like short poems, let alone a book-length poem. That is my worst nightmare. (laughs) And it's it's really slow going. Like, I have to read every page five times minimum to understand it. So needless to say, that's not been my go-to. Oh, It's it's a real slow burn. And on the side, I'm reading our book club book, which is Thursday Murder Club. Is it good? (laughs) We picked this one and I thought Alex will finally be happy. It's a Thriller. I wouldn't know because once again, I am not. I am really excited to read it. I just haven't started. <laughs> There's like a couple of narrators. One of them, it's that voice again that we talked about for lessons in chemistry. Chemistry. I need to enunciate better on this bloody podcast. I talk too fast, my mouth can't keep up. Where the narrator is kind of a little bit, I don't know, on the spectrum or talks like in a very childish, simple way kind of like Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine it's that kind of very direct prose and speech and I'm kind of sick of it like I get what you were doing and it was original 10 years ago but now every book is doing it and they're being like oh my character's so quirky I can write like a high schooler like I'm, I don't know I'm kind of sick of it anyway similar what are you reading and watching yeah boring genre so as per I'm not reading anything I really need to I feel like this this podcast just turns into like a weekly shame for me that I'm not reading any books. <laughs> Where I just get reminded of what a lazy person I am. I was watching, which I discussed last week, 15 Love, that tennis show, and I finished it. And I just honestly couldn't recommend it more. It's such a good show. I re- I'm not sure how they would do a second season, but I really hope they do. Uh... It was great in that they wrapped it up. So that's what I mean by I'm not sure how they would do a second season, because I hate when you 
are so invested in something and you watch it and then they they dangle you at the end in the hope that they're going to get a second season you know like just wrap it up it's clever but it's so lazy and annoying and everyone can see what you're doing we yeah we see through you so yeah i finished i honestly it's been one of my favorite shows i've ever watched i couldn't recommend it more yeah i absolutely loved it it was so so good remind me what you watched it on prime so very easily attainable very easily attainable Yes, so highly recommend it for anyone who needs a, a really good show to watch. I think there's six episodes maybe. That's very doable. So very doable, very palatable. Um, and if anyone has watched it and wants to message me, I would love to chat to someone about it. So please feel free to get in touch because I found Yeah, I do think you're the only one of our friends who's watched it, which must be... Yeah, I know, always tough. Slating. So tough when you're ahead of the curve like that. <laughs> you're a trailblazer more. I really am. What would you like to buy this week? I would love to buy some art for this hospital-looking room. Now that I'm not moving out, I could probably... I've got one painting that someone gave me because his girlfriend wouldn't let him put it on the wall. I don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a half-naked girl reading a book, and I was like pretty hungover when I picked it up, and I was like, sure. And then I'd like gone there to drop something off to him, and then he was like, do you want to take this with you? And I was like, honestly, why not? I'm... I know why not, because now it's just sat down the gap between my bed and the wall for like three months. So I'd like to buy some art. I finally bought the Charlotte Tilbury setting spray that I spoke about last week. And then I got a DM from a friend being like, by the way, the Charlotte Tilbury setting spray is trash. Don't buy it. So now I don't know what to do. (laughs) Do I return it? Any listener who has used it who can weigh in, please tell me. I'm getting very conflicting reviews. Why is it trash? She just like it's shit. Stick with the Urban Decay All Nighter setting spray, which I don't love. Why do you need setting spray? I don't use that. Keeps all your makeup in place. Kind of like when in high school we'd use hairspray. It's like the slightly more chic version of that. But do you like really need that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I I like I like everything to stay. And it's like when I came to breakfast when um our friend from New York was here, and I had slept for a couple of hours, hadn't washed my face, came to breakfast. It was. It was it was a your makeup was, was still perfect busy weekend makeup was perfect you know yeah wow well, okay. the aesthetic I don't know why I need my makeup to last sixteen hours I don't um but I like it not sliding around during the yeah, night I suppose if I put makeup on and go to work and then I'm going out for dinner afterwards my face is basically bare by the time I finish work exactly like today we're doing this then we've got long lunch then I'm going out for a big night like I want my makeup to look the way this is the dream for it to look how it looked when you put it on. Like 12 hours later. I do always notice as well in photos, um, in photos, whenever we have group photos out at night, if they're like a few hours in, your makeup always still looks perfect and everyone else is starting to look pretty shabby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I will speak for everyone there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's very kind. Yeah, there's a few steps you can do to try and keep everything in place. Well, while we're on the topic of faces, do you want to talk everyone through your skincare routine? Because as you know, I've had so many messages. I've been inundated <laughs> with messages from people wanting to know step by step your morning and evening skincare routine. Um, and I've promised each and every one of them that you will do it. <laughs> so we'll call it, should we call it Cosmetics Corner? Cosmetics do this every Corner, week. welcome. Welcome. I am absolutely thrilled. This is my passion. I wanted to be a makeup artist 
instead of doing law and I don't think I was good enough. <laughs> so instead, I just have a secret passion for it. Basically, I'll wash my face with warm water and a flannel or if I've used something heavier the night before, I'll use like a, my, a inky list oat cleansing balm, just something super gentle and uh, an emollient, basically nothing that lathers. I don't use anything that lathers ever, really. And then I use the snail mucin, which is COSRX, which is fantastic and ethically harvested. No snails get harmed in the making <laughs> of it. You've got me onto the snail mucin and I bought the same one as you. I just got it from Amazon. Is that the same one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, Jador. loving it. I'm using it morning and night and Sam's using it too. Oh, oh. it's good and it's super reasonable and it lasts for ages, like two pumps and you're yeah. away laughing. And then if I want some brightening, I'll use vitamin C, but... Uh, Vitamin C can be quite irritating, can break you out, even if you don't have sensitive skin. Alex, vitamin C has broken me out before. I used the drunk elephant one, which I did love, but if I used it back-to-back days, I found that I broke out. Well, so actually, no, breaking out is the wrong word. My, my skin just got slightly red and irritated, so I found that if I just used it like once a week or twice a week, it was better. Which is a shame because vitamin C is so good for clarifying and for reducing dark spots and things, but you, um, I, I don't it? use it every day. It's, it's, a, it's a brightening agent. And then I'll moisturize with the Moira Hyaluronic Acid Cream Moisturizer, whatever, which is super, it's so good. It's really affordable. It's 14 pounds. I love it. The only dagger is shipping is about 30 from the States. So buy in bulk. You can't get it here? No, you can't get it here. Could you get an alternative product? What's so good about that one? I don't know. I bought it drunk coming home from a baseball game in New York. My friend and I who I was with went into Forever 21 and I was like, oh, this looks all good. It's cheap and just used it and then I stopped using it because it was so expensive to get and I was like no I need it it's so so good it's all Korean skincare as well like it's phenomenal otherwise if I need something a bit more moisturizing I'll use a cream as opposed to a gel moisturizer anything is fine and then SPF of course your final step um I use Supergoop Play which is 20 quid lasts for ages I've got a couple uh, I keep on by my bed for when I don't feel like getting up in the morning but still need to SPF because I open my curtains and then I just get back in bed and put on SPF. What? Sun, prote- sun protection. You would do this. that in bed. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if I like, I'll go make a coffee and I'll get back in bed. If I can't be bothered doing the whole skincare routine in the morning, I'll just whack on some SPF until I'm ready to get up and start my day. Oh my God, that is such dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm noticing I'm getting dark spots. I'm getting freckles. Like, it's not a vibe. And then at night, if I haven't used, if I haven't worn makeup, I'll use the Elemis. Um, I got a sample of this and oh my God, it smells incredible. It's like a melting pro-collagen cleansing balm. It smells phenomenal, our favorite word. And that it, it'll take everything off your face. Um, if I'm wearing makeup, I use Kiehl's, I think it's the Midnight Oil Cleanser. It comes in a little pump. It's, it's oh, kind of I used expensive, to have it. but it lasts for ages. That takes off eye makeup, that takes off everything. If I'm using a chemical exfoliant, I'll use it then. In terms of the, you know, the differences between a chemical exfoliant like an AHA or a BHA versus retinol, because I've been asked this before, uh, AHAs are more surface level. They'll take off dead skin. They'll make you glow. But long-term retinol improves collagen production. It includes elasticity. It improves, improves things at a more cellular level, for, for lack of a better word. So I try and use retinol as often as I can. It also can break you out. You get something called the retinol purge, um, which is where all your sort of pimples come out. So I use it sometimes. I don't use it every night. Do not use it every night if you're not used to it. Um, And then snail mucin, then a retinol if I'm using it, and if not, just straight to my Moira. And then final step, if you're going to use an oil or something, always use this last. So 
the rule is basically the, the weight of the products. Start with the lightest product, move to the heaviest, and always end with an oil because water can't penetrate. So if you put on an oil and then a moisturizer, it's going to do absolutely nothing. That's it. Thank you so much. I hope I said that succinctly enough. Yeah, you did. Very. Good. I think everyone's going to absolutely love that. So, sorry, you mentioned an oil cleanser. Can we just go back to that? Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. always use an oil cleanser? Because that's what I always use. I would never yes. use anything else. Yeah. Midnight Recovery Botanical Cleansing Oil. This is what I use. Absolutely love it. I always use an oil cleanser. A lot of a lot of people will double cleanse. So they'll do an oil cleanser and then they'll do a foaming cleanser. Oh. Which seems like a lot to me and I've I've never found I need that. I think it would strip your skin quite a lot, do it, man? It feels a bit stripping. Exactly, exactly. I don't really believe in the double clean, same as I don't believe in, like, any product, say you get a shampoo and it's like lather, rinse, repeat. I remember seeing something once about the fact that shampoo sales in America doubled overnight just with that little, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing, lather, rinse, repeat, genius marketing. Like, any product that says apply a thick layer, I don't trust them. Yeah. I'm like, you're just trying to get me to run out of your product, like, Something that's like, apply a very thin layer. I'm like, good, I trust you. Yeah. I shouldn't need to fucking slather on half a jar. You've done your research. Exactly. Double cleansing, I don't really do. Double shampooing, I definitely don't do. Um, I double shampoo. Do you? Mm-hmm. You're crazy. How often do you wash your hair? Only about once a week. Oh my God, you you wear it well. So I think that's why I have to double shampoo because my first shampoo doesn't tend to fold that touch well. size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I need to do the second like the first one's just getting rid of the oil and dirt and then the second is cleaning. I've never noticed you looking like you have greasy hair. So that is like very well, impressive. Well, I tend to tie it up when it's greasy. The slick rack. Yeah. You're lucky it suits you. My ponytail works better with greasy hair. So I'll wash it and then wear it for a few days. And then when it starts getting greasy, that's my ponytail time. <laughs> BTT. And then I get to ride out the rest of the week. Anyway, that was Cosmetics Corner. Thanks, guys, for Tuning in. Thank you for joining. And now what have what do you want to buy this week? So this week I got a new dining table, which I can't even tell you how excited I am to have. I love it so much. Every time I see it, I'm so happy. I kept saying to Sam yesterday, Can you believe how nice this table is? Like, look how much <laughs> more space there is on the table. For anyone who doesn't know, which is probably everyone, we <laughs> had we had our flat um, when we first started renting it came with a dining table, but it's actually just a big desk. So it's really thin and quite small. And it always just kind of worked. It, yeah, it's always kind of worked for us. But with time, I am I just got to the point where I was like, I can't. It like curves in the middle. So like we, if you're sitting on the side, like your food is literally falling into the middle of the table. I loved it. It had character though. Like it, would, you would be eating in your meal. Would You know, you were such a good host. Whenever you'd have us around, you'd be like, I'll take the side with the big dip in it. Like yeah. you'd take the leaning side that like came up to your chest and then side. dip down. Yeah. So I really, I like that little table. But your new one is beautiful. I'm not going to change. Yeah. So we finally ditched that table. I couldn't be happier. We've got a new table, but... I thought to myself when I got the table, we'll get a light colour because it kind of matched everything else in the lounge. And also we have white chairs because the original dipping desk was white. And I was like, we'll, we'll get the so we'll get the light table and then we can keep the white chairs and it'll look fine. And I was like, when I get this table, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be so satisfied. Everything will be perfect. And then I got the table and I put the white chairs around it. And I was like, I hate oh, no. the chairs. They don't match. <laughs> And they can't stay. <laughs> now, I want new chairs. <laughs> Sam's probably like, 
like, you're insatiable woman. I know. <laughs> I'm nesting. <laughs> yeah. You just want beautiful chairs for your kid to sit on in seven to eight years. I actually have such a bad tailbone with this pregnancy. I don't know if I've discussed that before. No, you haven't. Basically, you're, every, with all the extra weight, it like pushes on your tailbone and puts this pressure on it. And so I actually can't sit down on hard surfaces for long periods of time. I actually like, like I can't even sit through a movie. Not like if I go to the movies, I have to go to Odeon Lux conveniently. <laughs> <laughs> That's God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry you have to go there. I have. To have the lazy boys and recline uh, the whole way back. Yeah, and Sam has to pay because he knocked you up. Exactly. He did this. He did this to me. It's his fault. Yeah, so I've, I've got a really bad tailbone and these chairs are causing me like a lot of pain. So I can only sit on them for temporarily and then I move to the couch. And I've kind of been fine doing that because I'm, I'm not the kind of person that can just sit at my desk all day and work. Like I need to move around and change spaces. Like I go between like different areas of the house and the couch and stuff. And so I've never, the chair thing hasn't really bothered me. At work, it's a bit harder because you can't just like kick someone else off their desk and be like, hey, I want to turn on this one now. <laughs> so the, the pain at work is definitely harder, but I'm on my feet a lot at work anyway. Basically, I now need new dining chairs in summary. And that's what I want this week. It actually sounds like a, it's a medical requirement. It is a medical requirement. It's a short-lived medical requirement. <laughs> considering I will be stopping working in two months. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. You're excited? Yeah, I actually am. People always say, though, they're like, oh, you'll be so like desperate to come back to work once your mat leave ends. I can see that. You like your job. You're good at your job. I can see you wanting to come back. I don't know about good, but I do like it. But some people also say like mat leave is the best year of their life. I'll be very interested to see what you make of it. I know. I know how it goes. So, yeah, I'm pretty pumped now. I'm pumped for you to have your little rat. I'm so excited to meet it. I know. Same. I'm it's getting tiny. to the point now where I'm so... Oh, yeah. So, the baby is measuring really small. <laughs> it's really great Stop for me <laughs> birthing it. But I feel very sorry for the baby. It's going to be so small. Sam and I are both so short. It had absolutely no hope. <laughs> Sam's not that short. Yeah, he is. I don't think it was think of him as that short he's quite short he's quite short both of us are he's taller than me but yeah, i'm quite yes he he's taller than me i get maybe because he's sort of like he doesn't come across as like petite at all no you do you're tiny <laughs> five foot fuck all i'm just short and squat <laughs> <laughs> hobbling around from chair to chair hoisting yeah, exactly. yourself around <laughs> um so yeah baby baby's very small yeah, so the baby's measuring really small, which is obviously going to be great for birth, but I feel a bit sorry for it. It won't be a model, put it that way, unless modelling has a drastic change of... <laughs> and they suddenly want mini models walking down the catwalk. Just tiny ones. <laughs> so they've got the centile ones. Then my baby will be perfect. <laughs> nah, it'll be a little... I reckon it's a little girl. A little tiny girl. I know. The fact that it is measuring quite small made me think it must be a girl. And often the first is the shortest. My sister's the shortest. You're, you're, you're the shortest in your family. Yeah, I'm not even as tall as my mum. None of us are as tall as my mum, actually. My little sister is, yeah. Really? Mum's like 5'8". Oh, wow. Sorry, mum. My mum thinks it's because she gave me soy milk, and that's why I'm not as tall as her. <laughs> it's so Apparently, it was like a trend at the time. <laughs> well, darling, you're... You're a midget because mummy fucked up. It was a, it was a trend. My mum gave us soy milk too. 
And then she read that it gives boys breasts, so she stopped. <laughs> Could increase estrogen production. She's like, oh, not today. No more soy for you, mil- milk. Well, <laughs> your brother milk. <laughs> um, yeah, big bro milk. I don't like any of those milk alternatives, though. I love oat milk, but I am really conscious of how much oil and stuff so bad for you. is in there. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, I'm not sure how good it is for you, but I do really like it. I actually have been drinking the Rude Health one a lot, which doesn't have nearly as much stuff in it. Like it doesn't, I don't think it has oil. It has like hardly any additives, that kind of thing. So I've made that positive change in my life away from oil. Proud of you. Thank you. have you learned on social media this week my social media consumption has been all about barbie baby has it i'm loving the memes i'm loving the opinions i'm just like i'm so entertained shall we discuss what we thought of it yes yes without giving anything away for those who haven't seen it yes i mean i absolutely loved it like some of it's a bit weird i take i get that but the underlying themes fantastic a lot of men are angry because there's finally one movie that doesn't cater to everything about them. J'adore. Uh, I loved it. Margot Robbie's flawless. It was really funny. So funny. I was cackling. I was losing it. Same. My sister and I were laughing out loud at how funny it was. Yeah. It was great. So I loved it. People who didn't like it, I have very little time for. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a democracy. You're wrong. And <laughs> thanks for coming to my TED Talk. What did you think, Mo? I I loved it. I thought it was laugh out loud funny. Really, really good. Honestly, I'm really relieved you did because we talked about it the day you went and I was really scared. I was like, imagine if she doesn't like it and then we can't be friends <laughs> and we're not. Um, I was like, if she doesn't like it, then we'll have to have some words. So I did really like it. I got pretty bored towards the end. Like I was like, come on. I feel like you're dragging this out. It doesn't need to be dragged out. I craved a storyline. Because it doesn't really have one as such. It sort of does. It's quite light. It's almost more setting than story. Yes. And so I sort of found that a bit, like I was, I felt like I noticed it missing. I found Ken entering the real world one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Like it was <laughs> hilarious. But it was, it was weirder than I thought. Definitely weirder than I thought. Yeah. I thought, I, I really liked that it was just a traditional feminist movie. I didn't think it was too woke. Um, I didn't think there was like a massive... They weren't trying to do everything. Yeah, hidden agenda. Not like Sex in the City. They weren't, yeah, exactly. Like that series where they just literally in the first episode hit every single social issue back to back. I haven't actually watched it, but I've heard that from so many people that they just try and tick off every single thing. And it's like, at least focus on something and do it right. Don't just act... Because if you're doing a tick box exercise... It's meaningless anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Like, just calm down, you know? Let people just be entertained without having a hidden agenda. I mean, there obviously was an agenda of feminism and it was pointing out some amazing points throughout it. But yeah, I loved that it wasn't just like every woke issue um, all shoved into one movie. They were focusing on something and doing it well. And I get what you mean. There were parts that were weird, like that home movie bit. Odd, but yeah, There was some weird, weird, weird bits. (laughs) 
But yeah, overall, I did really enjoy it. I wouldn't, like my sister, when we left, she was like, I want to go back and watch it again right away. Whereas like for me, I was like, I wouldn't go and see that again. Like, see, I left and was like, one of our friends who I went with, we were both like, I could watch it again. The other three were like, mm, I can take and leave the whole movie. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh. I was a bit more like that. Um, but I did enjoy it. I'm pleased I went to see it. And I went to Odeon Lux, which is always a nice time. And I got two scoops of gelato. <laughs> did you get Delivered to my chair. <laughs> oh, the Odeon is good, isn't it? That's phenomenal. Oh, so Absolutely good. phenomenal cinema. I actually messaged my mum my messaged me being like, I hear you and Blair went to a really nice cinema. <laughs> so Blair had obviously told her and I was like, Yeah, we did. It was really nice. I was like, You and Dad should honestly go when you come over to London. It's that good I'd put it on a must hit list. Oh my god. <laughs> the hell of an attraction was to do in London. I went to the movies. You wouldn't read about it. <laughs> She's probably like Only I'm in London. coming to meet my grandchild, not coming to spend time at the Odeon Lux. Thanks, mate. Um, so you have been learning stuff about Barbie on social media or learning or just watching? Reading the commentaries, just loving the memes. Um, it's just I almost bought a t-shirt yesterday that said, when I found out the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest anyway. I was like, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Speaking of, funny. I was actually, do you know what I did this week? And then I had, I couldn't afford it, so I stopped. I was designing us um, some merch <gasps> just for you and me. That would be so fun. And on the front it says Takeaways Pod and on the back it says fucking phenomenal. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. Asterisks. And I was like, she won't be able to wear it out of the house, but how cute. Well, I'm about to go on mat leave so I could wear it every day. <laughs> every day. Uh, speaking of t-shirts. But yeah, that's me. What about you? What's your sock made for the week? Uh, so actually I learned mine this morning and I replaced what I had with it just because I thought it was interesting and funny. Um, I was on TikTok and I got one of those um, crime, what do you call it, crime TikToks where they talk about a case and what happened. True crime video, yeah, I'm not... Is there a name for it? I don't know, I was trying to think of like a word for like a a summary, a crime summary. And (laughs) crime sum. This lady, I learnt that this lady in the UK in like quite a small village killed her husband, murdered him, stabbed him three times and then dobbed herself in over the phone and said it was because they had a fight over her making her bubble and squeak for dinner for her birthday. Oh my God. I've seen that. And the police come and she's like, oh God, is he still alive? And they're like, no, 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 you killed him. And she's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And yeah. She, they say to her on the phone, you need to go and help him and stop the bleeding. And she, they're like, where is he now? And she's like, hopefully bleeding to death with any luck. <laughs> so I had heard, did they say this in your video that um, he was abusive? So... They did. He was meant to be abusive to her. But then I read up about the case afterwards and Googled it. And there's some queries around whether or not he was. His children came out and said he's not an abusive man, which I know isn't definitive. Of course, kids are going to protect their dad. But they would have seen, they, but they also probably as children would have seen that side of her. Yeah. And there was kind of no other evidence to suggest that she had been abused by him. It sounds like they fought a lot and she said things like he wouldn't let me watch what I wanted to watch on TV and that kind of thing, which is controlling behaviour, obviously, but not worthy it's not stab. Death. It's not stab worthy, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I also really hate, I 
keep in mind, please, as we always say, take this with a grain of salt because my reading up on it was unbelievably brief. So if you know more about this case and are highly offended by me calling the victim a liar, then please feel Even free I have. to... To, to correct me because I, I as I said, I, my reading up on it was so, so brief. So maybe she is telling the truth. Um, but yeah, that was just the one thing. I mean, I I'm inclined to believe her, but also you never know till you're in it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, quite funny. It was over Bubble and Squeak. <laughs> Do they call it like the Bubble and Squeak killer or something? The Brits they should. love that. They really should. They love a catchy murderer nickname. I also was thinking afterwards that it's interesting how if it's a female killer and they kill their husband over something outrageous, you're often like, oh, good on them, and you kind of side with them. And if it's a male killer, you're always like, absolute psycho. Like, that is one female privilege, I will admit to. That Usually it's because she has snapped. Yeah, do you think? The vast majority of times... This is statistical. The vast majority of times that a woman kills her husband is because he's been a long-term abuser. Yeah, that's very true. And then something will happen and she will snap. And that's why it's often really hard to get a a self-defense defense in court because often she'll snap over something small and he won't... To have self-defense has to be imminent threat of death or bodily harm. And often she'll snap and kill him even if in that moment he wasn't physically threatening her. Yeah. But he'll say something and she'll be like, fuck this it'll go off in her head and she'll kill him and so then often they get convicted for murder because it was it wasn't in the face of a physical threat so that's right. it's really difficult but that's traditionally why when we whereas a man will kill a woman because she burnt his dinner or yeah. tried to leave him well just because they have psychological problems or because they just felt like it so <laughs> it's like that that's big huge study they did and it was like what's a woman's biggest fear on a blind date it was obviously being raped and murdered and the man's was um, that she would be fat and then there's the other study that said again what's what is a woman most afraid of in the world being raped and murdered a man is most afraid of being ridiculed wow yeah which is like men kill for all sorts of reasons but women often do it in a a, a less how do I say this without getting cancelled women often do it with less malice and more as a response, statistically. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know statistically also more women attack men than men attack women? It just doesn't have any impact. And they think that the reason more women attack men than the other way around is because women know that they don't have any impact. So, like, you're more likely what? to yeah, like have a go at No, your- I reject this. <laughs> Where do they get the stats? Who's reporting a female attack that... that- no. Okay, no more. Google it. Google it. <laughs> What? Well, is this like play fighting? No, no, no. Like women are more likely to attack a man or do attack men statistically than men attack women, but it just doesn't have any impact. So it doesn't matter that they're doing it because they don't hurt their partners. They don't hurt the men. I'm going to need to see the stats on this. Nah, nah, nah. I heard it on TikTok. (laughs) Nah. It it doesn't really make a difference because it's not having any kind of impact on the man. And the reason women do it is because they know that it has no impact on the man whereas a man will do it knowing that it has a massive impact on the woman neither of us yeah 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 true what's your takeaway for the week my takeaway is i was reminded of it last night um by a friend and it is pick your battles it's something i've Mm. always really tried to live that my life by is picking my battles and 
I was thinking, I was reminded by it last night because recently I just, I'm feeling a bit like kind of over pregnancy. I'm getting towards the end. I'm in my third trimester now. And I feel like I'm less good at picking my battles. Like if somebody comes at me, I am ready to fight at the moment. And like if someone annoys me, Test me. I will let them know. And so it was a good reminder. So I thought I'd use it as my takeaway, not only for all of you, but for myself um, to pick your battles in life. That's a really good one. I never pick my battles. Every battle that invites me, I go in <laughs> full armor, all my weaponry. I will not. I'm, I can't just let sleeping dogs lie. Like <laughs> I, I have to hash it out. It is hard. It is a really hard thing to do because it goes over in your head as well, and you're like, damn it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good one. My takeaway is that it is self-absorbed, arrogant, and insecure to think that people care what you do or are talking about it. So do whatever the fuck you want. Mm, I like that. I really like Go that. Go do what you want. It's it's so self-involved to think people care yeah. and to think they're talking about it. I mean, and if they are, that's honestly more on them than it is on you. So go do whatever you want. No one cares. I, in your 30s, it's a lot easier to sort of embrace that mentality. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's so hard when you're young. It's so hard when you're young. But like, look at us, like even doing this. Like if look you told us. me I was going to do this. <laughs> look at us. Look how look where we are. I would have told you you were dreaming. Like this would have been my worst nightmare. And now I'm like, fuck it, it's fun. I and I do care. And now I need to get over that because actually no one else cares as much as you do. No one yeah. thinks of you as much as you think of yourself. No one gives a fuck. I used to really overthink my stories going in chronological order when I would upload them to Instagram and I'd be like, Oh, I need to like make sure that what I reference here is in order of like how I did it and lived my day and blah 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 and like if I say something here that I didn't post on Instagram, people will be confused. And then I thought about it one day and I was like, no one's taking as much interest or thought into my stories as I am. Like if I post something that is not in sync with the rest of my life, no one bats an eyelid. They're not like, oh, random. I have no idea how she got that crazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like I used to overthink it to the point where I would like try and get a picture of the plane when I was going on holiday so that people knew I was like had flown somewhere because if I just take them on the randomly journey. posted in a new country, they'd be like, well, how the hell did she get there? Like, obviously she got there by a plane. Yes. Yeah. It's not that <laughs> hard. Train. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, it's almost like get a grip. Yeah. It's like no one cares, actually. People flick through your stories and they're not that interested. Exactly. It's really hard to take on board, especially if you're an overthinker or a warrior. I am both a warrior with an O, not an A. I'm a warrior. <laughs> Hear me roll. Hear me roll. <laughs> and it's really hard to do, and I'm just trying to let go a little bit more and be like, no one gives a fuck. Relax. Yeah. You don't need to be so caught up in the detail. Yeah, I really like that. Big picture thinking. Big picture thinking. All right. Well, we have officially run out of time. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you like those two takeaways we've left you on. Super insightful, and I'm sure we'll change your life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.